don't what know. was it like getting roasted by Pootie Pie? Pootie Pie. <sighs> that was a dark day. That what f- was it all about? It, it sucked, man. Like, because just uh, what uh, what you do on Instagram, which is uh, yourself sitting on or in front of cars with a funny caption like when she says sit on my face <laughs> growing up watching Pootie Pie and then seeing yourself in one of his videos and you getting roasted by him like it sucks what really shines in Piquet's content is the sexualness of it which really th- thrives the thumbnails to be honest like I, I started to get a like a lot of self doubt after he posted really? it. I did man it's like, it's like wait the guy who I f- respect and grew up watching hates my content welcome into the podcast episode 21 of living large guys i was actually on my way to the studio and someone turned on their radio next to me and their car was on fire here's the clip if you guys are watching because we have the most lit podcast on youtube and all over the web make sure you guys drop a like hit that subscribe button and rate us five stars wherever you listen to podcasts in fact blow some smoke Today's guest is already blowing the smoke. Peaks. That was, Peaks. Weak. That was so weak. Now he's he's the vape <laughs> god himself. We're in 100% cotton. How you feeling today, bro? I'm feeling great. How are you feeling? I'm doing well. So awesome. Peaks, if you guys don't know him, you should. Started off on uh soccer with Ronaldo back in the day and then went on Vine got famous Mm -hmm. Vine died rest in peace went over to Facebook was literally the Facebook god and conquered Facebook videos that's right grew his following on Instagram now he is shooting pornography (laughs) from what I'm under I'm just kidding I've thought of it I've thought (laughs) of it (laughs) How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. This is a relaxed interview, as you can tell. He's got his vape pen. Uh, mm-hmm. You're actually the first guest I've had on that's that's had a vape. Really? That's so weird. Like I heard, like half the world is that is things. that weed or is that tobacco? No, I wish it was weed. This is just uh, <laughs> Virginia tobacco, five percent nicotine, keeps me from, away from cigarettes. So. Oh, you used to smoke cigarettes? Yeah, I that's a bad sm- habit. Started smoking when I was 15, and on my 30th birthday, I was like, you know what? This is it. I gotta I stop. D- wow, I did not know that. Casually though, like I didn't smoke a lot. I You're bought, like three packs a day, just casual. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I like 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 five five six cigarettes a day, but still like any. Yeah, it's still smoking. You know. What's the reason? Because I've never understood cigarettes. Because to me, they taste like shit. It does. Honestly, it does. I don't know what the reasoning was. I think it, like as a kid, you just want to be like rebellious, cool. you yeah. know, like and, and cool. So when I was like 15, me and my friend we used to like stand outside the convenience store and literally ask people to go in and buy us stuff. Uh, and you you lived in Canada. I lived in Canada, yeah. I didn't think people did illegal things in Canada. <laughs> not many, not many. <laughs> Where'd you grow up in Canada? Uh, Quebec? No, no, Quebec. Um, I grew up in a, in a, is it a town or? I think it's a city now. Oh, it's called Woodbridge, Ontario. Um, Ontario, okay. Ontario, yeah. Um, I think there's like a million people who live in like the region of Vaughan, but I lived in like a small city or a small town, like two, three hundred thousand people. Gotcha. Okay. Shout out. That's not a small town. That's a big town from where I'm from. Yeah. 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 Actually, like coming out here and realizing that like there's like little pockets of like little small towns of like right. two, five, 200, 500 people. You're like, oh shit. Like, yeah, I never grew up in spots like that. So it's kind of yeah, cool inc- to see. That's crazy. So let's talk a little bit about, cause you talk about. You talk a lot about you used to play soccer professionally, right? And you have a picture. I'll throw it on the screen. You and Ronaldo. Let's talk about that. How did you play soccer with Ronaldo? It's a it's a it's a long story, but I'll make it as short as possible. So basically, I played soccer my whole life, and growing up, I was always one of the top like prospects, uh, if you want to say that. Uh, I was a goalie. Okay. So when I was fourteen, my team ended up going to Portugal for a soccer tournament. Um, 
and we played in the soccer tournament and we went to the finals and lost to Sporting Lisbon one nothing, I believe. And wow, uh, you remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always remember like I'm still salty about it. <laughs> you <always laughs> That's why I smoke that. cigarettes actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's like you always remember like those instances because like growing up you're you're inspiring to be one of like the the players on on a right. big pro team, right? So when you play against the youth team and you're from Canada, like you never thought that you'd play against the youth of, of a professional soccer team. So that's why I remember it viv- vividly. And um, I ended up winning goalkeeper of the tournament and got an award for that. And literally right after the tournament, a scout came to my parents and said, we wanted, we want your son to stay and play for sporting like that day. Well, yeah. And I was in grade nine at the time and I was going to a private school, which my mother was very happy about and uh she's basically like turned it down saying that there's no way i was able to to stay there because you know it was such a short notice and having a 13 14 year old son and making him stay like without preparing you right know, it's, yeah. it's kind of hard for parents to of do course. that so ended up coming back finishing grade nine and then i went to try out a year after um they ended up liking me after they told me after a couple of weeks there that they wanted me to stay and i ended up uh staying there and not knowing that like Cristiano Ronaldo was going to be, I didn't even know who he was right? Like yeah. before I went there. Like, um, cause he was still a kid. He was 15 years old, uh, 16 when I ended up moving there. And, um, when I moved there, it, uh, we lived inside a stadium. So you imagine uh, like a soccer stadium mm-hmm. and inside the soccer stadium, there was like quarters for like the kids who weren't from Portugal, who like were living there. Like, so we had kids from Africa, we had kids from other parts of Europe, um, Ronaldo is from an island in Portugal. Okay. So he moved to... No, humble brag there. He's from an <laughs> island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's from an island in Portugal. So was he rich growing up? No. No? He was, okay. He was dirt poor. Um, um, and I think that like helped him in, uh, as a kid wanting to become a, a, like a very successful professional because he knew what he was going to go home to if he didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we lived in, inside the stadium and like, I remember that like when there was literally games on, you could hear like the feet from, from the people like in the stands and oh, we're wow. underneath them living, trying to sleep, you know, <laughs> like that's, that's how we were living. And, um, yeah, I got to know him very well. We ended up, uh, I stayed there for one season. So around like nine, 10 months. And, um, yeah, we, we, we didn't play on the same team because the way it was, was when you're, uh, like younger than 18, they split teams into A and B. So 15 and 16 year olds would, would be considered, I think uh, it was called juvenis. So I was younger, so we were the B team. Mm-hmm. And he was older, so he was the A team. Okay. So we lived together, we practiced together, we never played games together. Um, but it was it was really cool like because when I was a kid, um, we would all be just be like hanging out, like joking around, playing video games. And he was literally the only person that would always have a tennis ball on him, like trying to juggle, play, do tricks, trying to put it through people's legs. Mm-hmm. Whenever we went out and uh, we weren't allowed out, so we snuck out. He would always stay home. Like there was just no good kids focused. Yeah. And, and, and now you now see you, why. Yeah. Right? Now like, he's signing $90 million contracts. <laughs> right. So it was like, I saw the dedication when he was a, a, a early teenager and that dedication hasn't changed. It's probably even gotten better. More intense. Yeah. yeah. More intense. So I totally respect the guy and, um, yeah, it, it was great to, to grow up in soccer with him and other professional players, uh, who, and through social media, we've all like remained in contact, which has been amazing. 
What's that like being in Portugal, wanting to play soccer, and then having the life you live now? What did you ever expect? This didn't you become like an accountant or something? <laughs> I was an insurance agent. Insurance yeah, when agent. I came back. Yeah, yeah. So you went from playing soccer with Ronaldo. Yep. To being an insurance agent. <laughs> yes. A successful be, insurance a successful agent. Insurance okay. Agent. So that whatever you, you the dream of soccer, which is very difficult to become a professional athlete. Correct. Um, so you did insurance agent. Then what made you hop on Vine? And why were you making yeah. videos? Why were you like one day like, yo, like did that was that ever a passion of yours? Or did you just like see this mm. app and see people getting famous? Like what, what was your deal? No, when, when I when I started Vine, no one was considered famous. You know, uh, I think when I when I first downloaded Vine, there was two people who I saw and, and I was amazed by them. One, Michael Lopriari. I remember Not him. Sh- He's funny. Yeah. Super funny, dude. Um, and the other one was Rudy Mancuso. Um, both of them had around like 30,000 followers. And when I saw that, I was like, holy cow, 30,000 followers. That's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, how does someone like have that? Um, so those were the original guys I saw, but how I started vine was, I think I was on Twitter one day and someone shared a vine video and I was like, what the fuck is this app? Went on it. Um, and I saw all these celebrities on it. Um, Tyra Banks, uh, who else was on shout it? Shout out Tyra uh, Banks. Shout out Tyra <laughs> Banks. Um, um, Who's the dude that did like the lemon stuff? He used to spit out lemons. Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. I, I know who you're talking about. Is. I forget too. Um, comedian. And, yeah, comedian. Yeah, yeah. And, and t- like it blew my mind. Like this, like the what they could do with six seconds. And I could do a lot in six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little sexual in yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me, I'm a little bit longer than six. <laughs> ten, ten seconds. He Pre- had to progress <laughs> over to Instagram when it turned to fifteen seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so I saw that and I uh, saw a couple of my friends who like downloaded the app and they were like just doing like random videos. And I thought that it'd be cool to hop on it, not thinking about money, not thinking about fame, just wanted to have fun. Because this was pre being famous on social this media. This was pre social media. This right, was like, yeah. the, like this was for like the, me the start. Vine was literally it set the ground, the framework for being famous on social media and making a Agreed. living out of it. Agreed. And it was a sh- it sucked that it went to shame because it. Well, let's talk about your journey. How did before we okay. get into all those logistics and all the money and stuff? Mm-hmm. How did you get big on it? Uh, you used to make uh, cat videos. Spurs, yeah, right? yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so basically, I didn't have anyone to film it. There was no collabs, nothing. You right. would just basically like have a phone, film yourself, or have a tripod, film yourself. So I thought to myself, okay, if I, these all, all these people are making videos with other people, like what do I have around me? And I look down and I see my fucking cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, like what can I do with my cat? And I just started thinking to myself, like, what do I do that's funny with my own cat? And whenever my cat like lay down, I used to like kind of like grab its paw and just like drag it around funny. And they would just like stare there and just like look at me. <laughs> so I was like, oh shit, that's kind of cool. So I did a video where it's like cleaning with your cat. And I basically like was used it as a broom, used it as a broom basically. <laughs> yeah. And it did well, like at the time, um, I don't know what the numbers were, but I was like, oh shit, like people actually are. But digging. how did they see it? Did you just tell your boys to follow uh, no, you? No, I was, uh, I was using like hashtags okay, at the time. Yeah. And, and that was basically the only way to get seen when you first start. Right. Um, so I think I amassed like maybe three or 4,000 followers, like through posting like videos for a few months. And then I thought of an idea where um, I would have my cat on the balcony because I loved going on the balcony. Just like sitting outside. Yeah, just like vaping. getting fresh air. Maybe. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I love looking at the pool in my dad's backyard and like yeah, yeah. imagining what it'd be like to know how to swim being a cat. <laughs> uh, so I was like, oh shit. Like it'd be funny if somehow I was able to like throw my cat in the pool without actually throwing my cat. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
So uh, <laughs> I went on Amazon, typed in like uh, uh, Teddy, like, what is it? Like fake, fake white cat, cat or yeah, whatever yeah. and bought a fake <laughs> white cat. And basically what I did was I had my cat on the balcony. I was like, oh, hey, little girl, you want to go for a swim? I picked my cat up. And then what people don't know is when I reached back, I like I let go of my cat and I grabbed the dummy and I switched and I threw it and it was all one take. So it looked like really Real, good. Yeah. And, um, I posted Peter it was at my front door the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried about that. I was actually worried about that. I think even on Facebook, the videos like, it says like sensitive material. Or oh something. my God. Like, oh God. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I posted it. That was my first video that ever went on the popular page on Vine. And I was super stoked. Um, gained about like a couple thousand followers and woke up the next day to like 30 text messages from my friends saying that my video was on the Ellen show. Oh shit. They didn't say my name on it, but it was played on it. And at the time, don't know if you remember this, but there was a show on YouTube called equals three with Ray William Johnson. Mm -mm. And basically what he would do is every post, I don't know if it was every day or three days or once a week, but he would uh, review viral videos on the internet. Kind of like ridiculousness. And yeah, exa- like it's, that. it's basically Point exactly that. Yeah. But it, like, because of YouTube's time constraint, it was like the top three or top five videos of okay, the week gotcha. or whatever. So he posted that with a link to my Vine channel. And then I went from 5,000 followers to 30,000 followers. So it was like overnight. Overnight. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, and that's where, where I changed. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, like I can make content that goes viral that people enjoy. And I should start taking this seriously, start writing down my notes and, and the ideas in my notes, right. getting people to collab with me, this and that. And uh, that was the start. That was the start of when it. When did you realize you could make money? Did someone come to you and say, hey, I'll pay you money? Yeah. Well, how much was your first brand deal if, you, if it's low? 3000 3000 That's a lot of money. Yeah. And I know a few people that were like, did like, they were like, someone offered them like a hundred bucks and they're like, what? Really? No, I got offered a couple of like uh, deals for a hundred Did you know bucks. you could make $3,000? No, never, never. Were I, you like, did you take it right away? Of course. I didn't even negotiate. Didn't even negotiate? <laughs> <laughs> I was like 3000 You know how much that has to, like, I have to work for $3,000 in my insurance job. Like right. I literally have to wake up at six in the morning. I got to like brush my teeth, <laughs> brush my teeth. And guess what? In that time frame, Cristiano Ronaldo has yeah. already made a million dollars. I should have stuck the soccer. Yeah. <laughs> no, but for real though, like at the time I thought like, wow, like $3,000, what I would have to do in my normal job to make $3,000 as opposed to making a funny video for six seconds. Mm-hmm. Why am I going through all this trouble and stress and heartache and and all this shit to make other people millions of dollars when I could literally make myself better money than I'm making these guys. Right. So, Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks yeah, also definitely. in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow through day concept. One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
That's so how, how, how far along in the Vine career, how many followers did you hit before it was like, all right, I'm quitting insurance. I'm going to start doing this full time. Uh, I think at the time I had over 2 million. That's intense. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that. They think you can get like 50 K followers and become famous and no. start making cash, guap money on social media. But like you yeah. had a job yeah, and a, in your free time different. had 2 million followers yeah. and you would still go to work every day. That's right. And that, that's the struggle. That's like the hustle. Yeah. And Sorry, this sparkling water is making me burp every <laughs> fucking second. Shout out San Pellegrino. Yeah. Um, but that's awesome. So, so you quit your job and then did you move to LA immediately? No. When did you make the decision? Because everyone moved into Vine Street right down the street. Yeah. They're like, yo, let's go live in, be, you know, a, a college fucking dorm room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, the reason why I waited so long was because possibly because I'm a bit older and I never, I didn't live at home. So I had to take care of my, make sure that like, cause I had a property that I owned. I had to make sure that, you know, things were in order before I had to move out. I had to make sure that when I did leave my job, I left it, you know, on good terms. Um, and I think I came to LA in 2014, the end of 2014. And at the time, Jerry Pervtrank and Max Jr. moved here and were like, yo, you got to move to LA. You got to move to LA. It's so much easier to collab with Who people. made that collective decision that everyone should move out here? Do you know? I don't think there was. Because I know really... Batch lived in there before, right? Yeah. So uh, Batch lived in, are you talking about 1600? Yeah. 1600, when, um, when I moved in, there was hardly, like, it was only Batch, Curtis, Lepore, I believe Amanda Cerny worked uh, lived there at the time. Rudy and Marcus Johns. Then shortly after Jerry and when I moved to LA, I was sleeping on Jerry and Max's couch. No one knows that. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. <laughs> I was sleeping on their couch for about a month because I I kind of was new here, so I didn't know where to live. I didn't know like right. uh, I needed to open a bank account. Did they live at sixteen hundred as well? No, they really? lived they lived. Um, like more central LA area. And it was probably a much difficult, more difficult for you because, or did you have dual citizenship? No, I had so to, had, I had to apply for visas. Yeah. A lot like, going on. Yeah. I had to do a lot for me to move actually out here. Um, it, it took about eight months of like getting the proper visas and this and that. And, and it's insane because a lot of people on my podcast are literally not us based. Really? And that's the funniest thing. Cause I feel like a lot of people in Los Angeles that are in this in- entertainment industry, mm-hmm. fewer from Canada, batches from Canada. Yep. Um, I've had like Johannes from Austria. Mm-hmm. I've had, I feel like I've had this visa conversation with so many people on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. So we'll skip the visa conversation. Process. Go listen to the Johannes podcast. Cause that's basically all we talked yeah. about was this visa and how I'm hard sure it his is. was a lot harder. Yeah, it was Europe. a lot harder. So, <laughs> all right. So you get into America, you come sleep on a couch. Yeah. And then, uh, it was time for Jerry and Max to move out. And I was kind of like, Oh shit, here it is. Like, I'm going to get the boot. Yep, <laughs> and then Jerry uh, comes back one day. He's like, "Yo, uh, I think it was Curtis at the time." Curtis was like, "To Jerry, yo, you should move into 1600 Vine. Like, uh, we're all here, like collaborating. It's so much easier." So Jerry ends up uh, renting a uh, one-bedroom place there. So that <clears> me and Max <throat> were like, "Oh shit, you, you're trying to like move to 1600 too? Trying to link up? You're trying to link up?" <laughs> So Max, which well, keep in mind, sixteen hundred was a luxury apartment. Yes. everyone was living there. That shit's expensive. Yeah, like, yeah, and, and like I think at the time rent was like I don't know what it is now, but it was forty two hundred dollars split between two dudes, and it's a lot. It's a lot of money. Uh, that's more than my mortgage was in in Canada. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, fuck, like I'm gonna have to spend all this money to to move into another building with other people. But at the end of the day, 
I think I spoke to my dad and my dad's like, you know, you got to spend money to make money. Mm -hmm. If you want to, if you quit your job and you want to go at this full force, you need to make some sacrifices or some, some risks. And that, that puts you in an uncomfortable situation too, when you're like dropping cash and you're like, damn, I have to pay two grand a month. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to make at least 24 grand this year. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, I think it just makes you work harder. Of course. Because it's either you, you make it or you go back home. Yep. And and I don't, I, I, to this day, I still don't want to go home. Like mm-hmm. I don't want me going back to Toronto is me failing. Yeah. Me going back to insurance is me failing. Right. So uh, like it, it, it's the same now, you know, um, we work for, to, to live the life that, that yeah, we yeah. live. Right. Yeah. We like, I think you can say the same thing. Of you course. don't want to go back to Ohio. Right. Yeah. I went, I mean, I went back for Christmas and Thanksgiving and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, damn, there's <laughs> nothing to do. Right. Like, and out here, I feel like the thing, the cool thing for me about moving to Los Angeles is you can become whoever the fuck you want. Very true. Like you don't know anybody when you move here, mm-hmm. barely, whatever in our community yep. we do, but like you can, put back everything. And I feel like back in the day when you started Vine, that was a time where social media wasn't really accepted. And very true. it was a very judgmental period. Like, Oh, what do you, what I you lost fuck? a lot of friends. You lost, you, you, what do you think you're going to get big on this? You're, what do you, you make videos for a living? Yeah. Like, look, that's so easy. Why are you making a fool of yourself on the right. internet? And that's even when I started Instagram, like same thing. People mm-hmm. are like, cause we were always told don't post on social media because you're never going to get a job because mm-hmm. jobs are going to be like seeing your personal life and not hire you because of this photo or yep. that video or yep. these tweets. That was, that was social media. Back they then. brainwashed you yeah. into saying it's bad, mm-hmm. bad, bad, bad. And that was a time where it was like, if you were doing it, you were hated because you were doing something bad. And yeah. So for me moving to Los Angeles, I got to put my life behind me mm-hmm. and not worry about what are people going to think of me? Very true. You know, what are my friends going to say if I see them at school tomorrow? They're going to make fun of me because I'm making videos on the internet. Yeah. You know, like, so for me, Los Angeles was a fresh start, which is why I don't want to leave because it's just like, you can be whoever you want here. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. <clears throat> yeah, no. All right. So what, what was it like when Vine died? Why did Vine die, by the way? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if anyone knows a real reason, reason Vine died. I think died. I know the reason. Why? Why do you think Well, Vine because died? everyone formed an alliance and then, mm-hmm. you know, that's what happened. <laughs> they re- they revolted against the app, essentially. Yeah, no. Like, if you want to go through the whole Vine story. Of, right, right. Of, I mean, there was headlines when Vine uh, officially ended that, uh, you know, a group of us Viners basically held Vine hostage and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't know if that was public information. That's why I didn't want to say it. No, it was. It, it was. was okay. It was an article that said basically we demanded like millions of dollars to, uh, or else we weren't going to post on Vine. But right. the reality is this: we email like a lot of us. Um, I want to say big viners, but please don't roast me in the comments for saying <laughs> big viners. A lot of us big viners <laughs> at the time. Uh, most of the people who lived at sixteen hundred Vine. We emailed Vine so many times. Mm-hmm. We all had problems with our accounts. We all had questions for them. We all wanted to improve the app uh, because basically we were on the app every single day and we noticed problems on the app. We weren't getting responses from Vine. They were very, they were very selective of who they spoke to. So a lot of us um, started using other apps. We st- Instagram started video. Mm-hmm. YouTube, everyone started realizing that people were making money on YouTube. Facebook started making having videos on it. So a lot of us went to YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. I started posting. I could speak for myself. I started posting on Facebook. I gained a million followers in a week on Facebook. It was nuts. I remember it was nuts. because I lived with Logan and he was looking at you and he's like, what the fuck? Dude? Yeah, and I was looking at other people saying, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, so that's why when I hopped on and I did that, I was like, I, I couldn't believe it, bro. Like, it was nuts. 
So I thought to myself, okay, why am I spending so much time on Vine where I'm not getting paid, Mm -hmm. where I could post on Facebook and reach so much more people and get paid? How could you get paid early on on Facebook? Because I know there wasn't monetization. They had Diply. That Dip, that's okay, yeah. that's what it was. We, okay. we had we basically on on Facebook we were posting articles and we were getting paid for how many people were yeah. going to the articles and we were making great money there. Mm-hmm. So when Vine eventually came around and emailed us saying, "Hey guys, we want to set up a meeting for you guys," a lot of us already left Vine. We were right, already done yeah. with the app uh-huh. because. And we to were, be honest, guys, like they the top creators were kind of keeping the, the platform alive in a sense because it was a home video platform yeah. but you guys drove the traffic people would show up because i remember when vine came out i would go on there every day to to find like i was a big fan of marcus johns i right. nicholas mcgallis Same. like all these guys Same. i would go on there every day to see if they posted and i wasn't trying to find like you know new stuff it was like right. you i was following the creators that were always on the popular page right no and it's true and, and the reason why we were on the popular page was most of us were we had big following so it the way the app was set up was if you were getting more likes than the person who had less followers you were going to be on the popular page right. so it wasn't like algorithmically yeah, yeah. Uh, like it wasn't us like tricking systems and like what people are doing now yeah. <laughs> um, and and getting onto these pages it was just basically how the app was set up but at the same time we were getting hate for for being on the top of the popular page yeah. so it was like it, it, fu- it fucking sucked mm-hmm. you know because the better we were doing the more hate we were getting on the app because of how the app was set up and we weren't getting responses from them so i guess vine at the time uh saw that we weren't posting as much and the app, the numbers were like starting to drop. So they set up a meeting and we basically said to them that we wanted a, uh, things done a certain way on the app where, for instance, the smallest thing I could think of was for filtered comments. So if someone says a prof- like a profanity mm-hmm. on your page, you could block it out. Right. Um, and uh, everyone got together and basically said to each other, okay, What's it going to cost for us to actually stop everything else and focus on Vine like they want us to focus on Vine? Right, because at the end of the day, it's your you it's your job. You right. should get paid for it. So the, if you're making videos every start single as day, a job, but it, right, it ended it up being a job. job and you're getting these brand deals, but you can't rely on brand deals because no. you don't know. You could go 2 months making 0 dollars. Longer. You go longer <laughs> and then finally you hit one and it's great, but like then you can go another 2 months. You can go 6 months. You can go a year yep. and not hit these. There's no guaranteed money. in vine because you didn't have ad revenue and you're getting billions of loops right so imagine imagine i had i think at the when vine died i had three billion loops which is technical for three billion views i guess yeah imagine i had that on youtube that's like Uh, fucking three i'd have i'd have like four gold chains on me right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah right but but the reality is we 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 weren't getting paid for it so it it was very that's like just like Imagine how much the Super Bowl makes and how much NFL teams make and how much movies make. They do not even reach three billion people. Yeah. And and people would complain that you guys got too much money. Yeah. You're getting paid too much. But then you have athletes like LeBron. You have athletes like Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. They're impressionable. They have an audience. People follow them and they make hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. But it's all gravy because it's LeBron James. It's mm-hmm. Ronaldo. But like, who's this guy? Well, Peaks is reaching just as many people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you're bitching that he's making money. Right. Or, yeah. or wanting to make money. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I guess the life we chose, right? Right. Yeah. So when they came, but back, it's like public knowledge, it's cool now. It's like yeah. YouTubers and social media stars, like 
they make guap yeah and people know that and it's like respected i guess yeah everyone wants to be a social media exactly right because now. it's like oh they want the expensive things they want the nice things but like I talked about this on the last podcast. Half that shit we get for free. So <laughs> very true. I, I just I just did a, like a, a story of like I had like six Saint Laurent shoes. I think you even messaged me like, yeah. "Bro, six shoes." Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I got it all for free." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone like, thinks I'm like spending money in racks yeah. and all this stuff, but nah, no, no, no. Like, no. I, I take free shit. I'm, like I always say, perception is reality, guys. Like That's the true. house I live in, leased. The car I bought, have leased. Like the mm-hmm. shoes, free. Yeah. Like perception, but yeah, it's true. It's true. So what, back to the story when Vine basically came to us, the I, I wasn't the head. Of, of, the alliance. of the alliance i was just a part of it mm-hmm. the, what i did though was vine emailed me and said hey we want a meeting so i reached out to everyone who lived in the building via text or email or whatever the fuck it was aol is a message yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <To> <laughs> saying hey vine wants to meet us um who's down right and that was it mm-hmm. that was it um and I was just a small, small guy. Like I was, I wasn't like a, a, at the top of the food chain there. So I was basically just listening to everyone and throwing in my, like, you know, um, my comments when, when needed. And I never came up with any numbers. It was other people who came up with the numbers. I heard it was a million dollars. Yeah, it was Yeah, for, for a per year, person. per person for a year. Yeah. And to be fucking straight up, if you're part of something and you're going to make a million dollars, right? What am I supposed to say? Am I supposed to say, Hey guys, no, um, I'm going to take only $200,000. Yeah, yeah. You guys can all take a million dollars because I'm worth a little bit less than you guys. Yeah. No. Yeah. At the time I was like, okay, cool. Maybe I'll make a million dollars. Why am I even part of this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like I just came from Canada. I've yeah. been here eight months and now I'm part of a deal that I might make a million dollars. What the fuck? This is yeah. crazy. Um, and Vine took that back to their people and which keep in mind guys, Vine was owned by Twitter, right? Multi-million dollar right. company. So people at Vine went to Twitter to talk about, um, what we requested money and, and the changes to the app and the changes weren't to benefit us. It was to benefit the app, the community, ev- like everyone. Yeah, of course, there's contractual stuff. Like, you have to post X amount of times. Right. That's uh, what it was. Exclusivity, like, all this stuff. So yeah, it's not we, like, weren't, yeah, we were basically posting... St- we agreed to post a certain amount of times on Vine that whatever we posted on Vine, we couldn't post anywhere else on the internet. So it was worth a lot of money. Like, honestly, like, for instance, now, you think it's not worth fucking a million dollars for King Batch to post fucking for one year on your app? Yeah, looking back at it too, like, like I mean, you look at the Forbes list. You got Jake Paul up there making twenty look million at these last guys. year. Look you what got, they've done to the internet. Yeah, over the past two years since Vine has died, and that's Forbes list. That's not even actual. Like Jake Paul Dude, probably made more than how 20 the fuck million. are Logan, they on Forbes list? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Like, do you think that Jake Paul or Logan Paul, when they were on Vine, were thinking, "Oh, one day I'm going to be on Forbes"? Or probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let, let me rephrase yeah, that because yeah. they're probably thinking that. Well, one day, yeah. yeah. But do you think that like they were thinking that fuck, like I'm going to be on Forbes list? It, it was really hard to even think to make millions of dollars on Vine. Yeah. Because it, like, unless you were like getting uh, brand deals from like Coca-Cola and these like massive mm-hmm. companies for hundreds of thousands of dollars, there's no way you're going to make that much money on, on Vine. So just to see what these guys have done over the past couple of years since Vine has died. It's like a blessing. It, it was a small investment it's for a Vine. It's a blessing in disguise. Like, it, it is. Yeah. It is for, for the individuals, but for Vine, it's not because yeah. they fucked up. I th- And personally, I think. Yeah, of course. And... Everyone loves Vine. To this day, yeah. like Vine <laughs> compilations are still going viral on YouTube. Like there, 
there was so much good content on Vine. I think it was literally, I, I think it was Vine's fault, like for, for not allowing other people with great content to be seen and only a specific small p- group of people who had a big following. So having said that, like I hear Vine's coming back. Yeah, it's called or, Byte. Or, or some sort of the Vine. The creator is of back. Vine is creating a video looping app called Byte, available in the spring. Hop on it, try to get famous, guys. So I really hope that whoever's involved can kind of learn from what happened bad with Vine and brings it into this new app to, and, and does well because it's so insane too. Because you guys had this like whatever the the request mm-hmm. shortly after that, you guys all just left the platform. Right. Shortly after that, Vine's gone. Right. And shut down. And a lot of us left because they were, they started to do, I think Vine kind of like rebelled, like the app kind of rebelled against us in, in, in a way too, because. So why'd they turn down the deal? Did they ever say? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is they thought that the, the number was split between, like it was a million dollars split between per, 20 people. Okay. So that was already the start, <laughs> the bad start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so when they found out that it was per person, they were kind of like, oh shit, like, okay, like, hold up. Like, we need to make sure that this is okay. Which Um, in, in the defense of Vine probably is a very difficult decision to make. mm -hmm. Not only because it's $20 million, but then what about, so you have, how many millions did you have on Vine? Three, three million, three point one, or what if someone had two point eight and wasn't included in that deal? That 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 was the pr- that, that was, was the problem. Yeah, that was yeah. the problem because you can't pay everyone, right? Of so course. I mean, they could have made it. Not everyone gets a million dollars. They could have made it by scale. Like there's hey. there's no counter though. It was like no. Okay. It wasn't like okay, we took it back. We're only gonna give. Okay, so if you have two million followers, you're only gonna get this. Yeah. If you have three million followers, you're only gonna get that. If you have, if you're a batch and you have 10 million, you're going to get this. Yeah. It was never like that. It was like, okay, cool. No. All right. Thanks. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. Like that's the way it was. Then what happened? They started featuring a lot of different people on the app. Uh, a lot of the bigger people on the app weren't being featured and they're like, wait, how am I number three, number five, number 12, 30, whatever. And they're not featuring me on the app. Like, so but basically they took your advice. Yeah. And they're like, oh, every everything that we, we basically told yeah. them to do, they did it for other people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we were just like, fuck, like, what the fuck? Like, what the hell is going on? So we just like, we're OK. We're done. That's it. We're not posting no more. And then shortly after, I think four to six months, the app was done. And and you were on Facebook. You, you yeah. were doing really well on Facebook, growing extremely fast, going extremely viral. Mm-hmm. Logan hopped on Facebook. Lance 210 hopped on Facebook. AB family. AB family. I did not know Lan- that. It was Lance and AB family who really got me started on Facebook. Lance 210 doesn't get a lot of credit, bro, but he is before the wave on everything. Dude. I think Lance 210 deserves a lot of credit because I think he, when it comes to like growing on the internet or making he's money genius, on the internet, dude. he's a fucking genius. He's a businessman. I remember when everyone was on Vine, he went over to Facebook and mm-hmm. he's like telling me how much money he's making. I'm like, no fucking way. Yeah. I didn't believe him, dude. Yeah. I was like, this dude's lying out of his ass. He came over my house and was like, dude, like this is what you got to do. I literally posted my first compilation next to him within the first minute and a half. He goes, this is going viral. I was like, dude, what do you mean? He's like, your shares are a little bit more than your likes. I was like, okay, what does that mean? He goes, trust me. Next day I woke up, had like 70 million views. Yeah, he was, I was, he like, was what the fuck? I would always go over to his apartment. He's like looking at analytics, <laughs> all this shit. I'm like, dude, he's like, he like studied it so hard. Mm-hmm. And he was a genius. He conquered it. Yeah. Conquered Facebook. You conquered Facebook. Logan mm-hmm. came over, conquered Facebook. Then Lance, everybody's on Facebook. 
fucking goes over to YouTube mm-hmm. daily vlogging. Yeah. He's getting like 10,000 views a video. He's like, dude, trust me, trust me. Daily <laughs> vlogs, daily vlogs. I'm like, yeah. no way. No one's going to watch this shit. Every I didn't believe day. in him either. Next thing you know, Lance 210, million views a day, million views a day. Like he stuck at it. He just studied the algorithms. He knew what to do. Yeah. He knew how you had to do it, when you needed to post, like yeah. what the best content was, clickbait king, like and he used to talk to, a, talk to everyone. Like he and he was generous get, about yeah. it. He should have kept his mouth shut. He's like yeah. sometimes, but like he yeah. spread the love. He would tell people like, yo, this is the wave. Get on this. That's why I think he's a good kid. Like uh, he deserves really good a kid, lot yeah. of more respect than he gets on the internet at least. And I mean, if it wasn't for Lance, I probably wouldn't have started Facebook and I possibly wouldn't be here now. Right. So shout out Lance 210. Shout out Lance 210. He gets a lot of hate because like, I don't know, he... He does like do a lot of clickbait. Yeah. But like, dude, you got, it's not, the thing is, is like, I get it. I get why people, I get why people hate on it and I get why people post it. It's like, it's a business. Me, whenever I have a girl in my video, I don't get roasted a lot, but I've got roasted. You know, oh, you only use girls for views. And the reality is, no, I don't only use girls for views, but I know that using girls helps views. Right. So when I get a chance to use a girl in a video, fuck yeah, I'm going to use it because why not? Like if the app- I was the same way. I would always, I would try to have a female in every single video I made mm-hmm. just because I knew people liked seeing guys with girls. It mm-hmm. wasn't that, yeah, it's not that I'm using women. I'm not using their bodies. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I knew like people like to see relationships. People like to see people together. They like yeah. to see that interaction because you have to look at it from an outside perspective. People are like, Whoa, how's peaks have this girl in his video. And then that, that draws the eyeballs that draws attraction. Like it's a business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they're growing as well. Like there'd be times I post a girl and she'd gain more than me. <laughs> I mean, that's every video, every me. <laughs> video I post, I'll post a video of the girl. She'll gain like 30 to 50,000 followers. Mm-hmm. And you and gain like 4k. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how it works. Yeah. Like it's not like if, if I could post videos every day with just dudes, yeah, I would do it, but Why? it doesn't do good. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. Like if you, if you literally go on my Instagram and you, and you can pick out videos that are with me with a girl or me by myself or me with another guy, it'll be like astronom. What's the right word? Astronom- astronomically. Astronomically different. I'll get like maybe three, four hundred thousand views by myself. And if I use a girl, guaranteed over a million. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, that's because there's a lot of thirsty dudes out yeah, there. Yeah. And if you go through your explore page on it's Instagram, all asses, it's bro. all ass and tits. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Titties, sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah. It's like, like and all I sh- see now is just <laughs> right. ass and tits. So it's, it's bad. So it's like worse now. And I'm like, fuck, like, I got so much hate for this shit, and now it, it looks like an escort service at and times. And people are posting you know? it themselves. The yeah. girls are posting it themselves. They're doing it themselves. So, um, I don't what know. was it like getting roasted by PewDiePie? PewDiePie. <sighs> that was a dark day. That what fucking, was that all about? It, it sucked, man. Like, I got asked this question a couple weeks ago too, and I used to watch PewDiePie. I mean, I still do go on his on his channel and watch his videos. So, like. Growing up watching PewDiePie and then seeing yourself in one of his videos and you getting roasted by him, like, it sucks. And to be honest, like, I, I started to get, a, like, a lot of self-doubt after he posted. Really? I did, man. And I was, I was super fucking calm. I never thought what other people thought about me. I never thought, like, anything. But this is someone you respected. This, that's why. Like, it's you like, looked up to, you watched his videos, and now all of a sudden he's, like, shitting it's on like, you. It's like, wait, the guy who I fucking respect and grew up watching hates my content. And 
I, I think another thing that sucked was I was just getting a lot of people on my page who followed him saying like, kill yourself. You fucking suck. Like you're 40. What the fuck are you doing? Like all this kind of stuff. And people don't think that we read our comments, mm-hmm. you know, like we want to know if people are liking our videos or not. And just seeing that kind of stuff, like made me feel really down. Like, re- like, fuck, he you know basically what? threw a bunch of negativity at your channel. Yeah. And I've never received that on that scale before. And, and I, I hate those types of channels that, like roast people and react mm. to people or in cringe compilations right. and they talk shit about everyone else doing their hustle because that right. just shows that they have low value in themselves because they have to t- talk other people down. They have to put them down to make them feel better. Yeah, and, and I, I agree with you on that. And I think that we're all like, we're all, I call my, like I tell people I'm an amateur at this. Like I'm still a regular dude who makes videos. I'm not a professional filmmaker. I'm not a professional writer. I'm not a professional at any, at, at social media. Mm-hmm. Whatever I find funny, I write it down and and I, and I do in a skit. So, yeah, I'm going to make mistakes. Yeah, I'm going to post stuff that's not funny. Yeah, I'm going to post stuff that's cringe. But it's all a learning process for all of us. Mm-hmm. So when I saw someone like put me down over f- videos that he thought weren't funny and maybe they weren't funny, right? Like, who cares? Um, I was just like really had to like I, I went in a I wouldn't say a dark spot, but like I, I just started second guessing myself a lot. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I still like always think to myself before I post a video, like, fuck, is this video going to get me roasted by someone? <laughs> so I don't want to say it's a blessing, but maybe like that from PewDiePie has made me kind of like think, oh shit, like, hey, I got to really worry about the content I post now. Like it has to be really good before I post it. But at the same time, like these apps aren't allowing us to do that because they want us to post every day. They want us to do this every day. They want us to be a slave to their apps. So it's just so hard, like being in the middle of not posting every day and posting every day. Because if you post every day, like reality is you're not going to post good content every day. You know, you're going to post cringe shit. You're going to post not funny stuff. And, um, yeah, I just, I just wish that like, you know, people were a little bit easier on people on the internet because, you know, like I'm lucky that I'm in my thirties. If I'm a 14, 15 year old kid or uh, girl or boy, and someone with 70 million followers is roasting me, you know, like I, I really feel sorry for these kids because they're not like fully developed yet, like mentally, mentally. Yeah. And they could take, it could take them into a really dark place. And a lot of these kids don't, maybe have people to talk to. Mm-hmm. I have, I have my family, my friends I, I talked to during the time and all my friends were like, yo, don't even worry about it. Take it as a blessing because someone with 70 million followers had the time of day mm-hmm. to care about posting your shit. If anything, right. that's more eyes on your content and any publicity is good publicity. They're telling me. So I just hope that like, if people do like roast people on the internet, they just like, they just understand that the other person that they're roasting is a human being as well. And they have feelings. Right. Yeah. And I feel like now that you mentioned that too, like the 14 year old, like rice gum would do a lot of roasting yeah. music leaders and these kids are like eight to fucking 14. Right. And yeah, it could take a toll on you mentally. If it takes a toll on someone who's in their thirties. Yeah. Of yeah course. Imagine someone half the age, half the life experience, like mm-hmm. basic, it's like bullying on a grand it scale. Is. It is. And, and you know, I, I don't want to like call these people out because you know, like they obviously have an audience. Right. Right. But it, 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 it's a little bit weird to me because people love to hate bro yeah but throughout 2018 2018 you're seeing like oh anti-bullying anti-bullying you know like spread love not hate spread love not hate but then you go on youtube and you see all these huge accounts 
hating on people, using people who are famous to get views and hating on those people. And mm -hmm. you're like, wait, like, how is this a message on the internet? But these apps are supporting something that's not like that. So it, it, it's a, it was 2018 was a really weird time for me because like I just didn't. I, Everyone, bro. I know. I just didn't understand <clears throat> the internet of 2018. 2018, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, was very drama centric. Like who can hate on who, who can start a fight and yeah. like it gets views, it pulls in, but like someone like me, like I always had the motto of be positive, be happy, be you. Like that was my motto with the voice crack in there too. Um, <laughs> and that's why I still fuck with you, Mark. Yeah. Cause you, you are like that. But dude, life. it even, but, but it sucks because you see the trend, right? Mm -hmm. So then you try to do it, you know, you're like, fuck yeah. dude, like everyone on this platform is like talking shit. They're doing diss tracks. They're roasting them. It's getting super personal. Yeah. You're like, damn, I need to do this to get views now. Like I yeah. need to, to, to hurt someone's feelings for people to watch yeah. my shit. And like, and it sucks because when you do post those videos, the views come quick. It's, and and it's, it's like, easy. Oh, clickbait watch. Yeah. Like I could post a video like saying like me and Kylie had the best night ever do terrible. But if I say me and Kylie broke up, got in a huge argument. Yeah. Clicks views. 100%. Like it's just, it sucks, man. And it's like, how can we make steps to not make social media all about negativity? That's a tough question. And it honestly, it starts with the apps. The, the problem is, is that like a guy like myself, a guy like you, you know, for, I could speak for myself at least whenever I email uh, an app, it takes, I think the last email I sent Instagram took him two months to respond to me. So it's like, how are you running an app where someone with millions of followers doesn't even get an answer for two months? I've been on the app since 2012. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I, I understand if you're getting millions and millions and millions of requests a day, but you're not. You're getting, uh, you, you handle influencers. That's your job. And it takes you two months to answer someone with millions of followers when they have an issue. Maybe, maybe you don't have enough people employed in your company. I don't know. Yeah, no, to be honest, I mean, like, for me personally, I have a good relationship with Facebook. Mm -hmm. Every time I reach out to my contact at Facebook, immediately text me back. I can text her at midnight. That's she'll text me back. So Let me know who my, your contact is. <laughs> my relationship with Facebook is really, really good. Mm -hmm. They've done me super, super well. Instagram, I could text, get a text back a couple of days later. Uh, I've had a few issues with my Instagram hasn't been fixed. Like I can't do music on my Instagram. I haven't been able to and it still hasn't been fixed. So I don't know what that is mm -hmm. to be honest bro the very worst platform at giving a shit about their creators is youtube really hands down they do not care about their creators because they're trying to transform their in my opinion their platform into this traditional like platform right because i can email youtube my contact at youtube mm -hmm. and they'll send me a, an faq link back like here's how to solve your problem right like, like See, three days later that's what i get from the other apps yeah so like, but it's like, no, I'm, I, I can, I can fucking read. Yeah. I want you to solve this problem. Yeah. Like I shouldn't be having to email you then read and then feel helpless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you go on the trending page on YouTube. It's like all these mainstream guys, Will Smith, it's Trevor Noah, late show with, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy see, Fallon, Ariana like, Grande. You see on the trending page, 200 K views in yeah, two days. Exactly. Number three on the trending page. Like, this has wait, been the recurring thing. Cause I see have, it. I'm yeah. not even a YouTuber and I see it. I'm, and I'm questioning it like, wait, how is this guy on the trending page with 300,000? Uh, I'm thinking like, wait, is YouTube dying? Well, what, and then what bothers me, dude, is they, they put all the traditional shit on YouTube's trending page. But are they paying for it or YouTube I, is just who putting knows? it? It's not public knowledge. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, and, and it's, it's insane how much money YouTube makes. Like you have all these yeah. people on the Forbes list, right? The top YouTubers, 20 mm -hmm. million from 
Ryan's toy review. Mm-hmm. So if he made 20 million, YouTube takes 50% of everything you make. Right. So YouTube made 40 million off him mm-hmm. or 20, 20 million. Yeah, off him, 40, total. Same, 40 total million Logan Paul, but, but YouTube owns all these YouTubers, half their money. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're making billions of dollars but what they're trying to do, like, they don't give a shit about those guys. I wonder why, like, why, like, if all these people, like, influencers are making, are, are where your majority of your ad revenue comes from, right? Because they're putting ads on people's videos. Right. Why not support those motherfuckers to the fullest? Right? Like, like it's the same thing honest, with every I app, I don't though. go to YouTube. This is just me personally. I don't go to YouTube to watch Jimmy Fallon. I don't go to YouTube to watch... I mean, I, I, the highlights, yeah, for like an NFL game, sure, I'll do that. Yeah, but like once carpool, in a while, I'll watch like, carpool karaoke. That like, shit's the bomb. That though. shit's good. <laughs> Those segments are good on YouTube, but like when I think YouTube, I think YouTuber. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jimmy Fallon. I don't think Ariana Grande's music video number one. I don't right. think all these mainstream people. I don't think that when I think YouTube. Yeah, when I think YouTube. I think Casey Neistat. I think PewDiePie. I think Logan. I think Jake. I think all these YouTubers. Yeah. And it just sucks to, and me personally, for, for me, someone like me, I got on the trend to pay once, mm-hmm. twice, once, I think. And it helps me out a lot. But it, do you it, even know how to get on the trending page? Not, Probably I, not. I right? have never been on the trending page since the one time I was on the trending page. Right. And it, it transformed my career. It gave me, it gave me a YouTube career because I made all these videos, got on the trending page, gained like fucking 250,000 subscribers in a week. That's amazing. Blew me up, which was great. Awesome. But I did make a lot of really good videos and it goes back to the, the negativity. Like I just mm-hmm. made a video giving back like 2000 toys to kids in need and donating mm-hmm. money and all this stuff. And it does like 50,000 views. And then I did a, like a, a clickbait video with Kylie, like we're separating and it does like 250,000, you know? Right. It's like my video that does well, doesn't get seen. And mm-hmm. the algorithm knows the algorithm's all about like who's clicking it in the first five seconds. Cause even really? on the, even on the new creator studio on YouTube, it says your video is performing number five out of your last 10 videos. Right. So it knows in comparison of what time, like you can check all those analytics. And if it doesn't do well right off the bat, this is why I ask for likes. This is why I ask for comments. This is why yeah, it's I not ask. us being like, it's, yeah, it's basically not us being spammy. It's not us seeing like smash that subscribe button. Like we right. try to say it cool, but like, this is like a cry out for help. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm no, saying? And, and it's same thing. Like I, I do kind of the same thing, like on my, my Instagram, <coughs> <clears throat> on my Instagram, I um, I hear that if you know if someone has, let's just say someone gets 500 comments in 10 minutes. If someone has 750 in 10 minutes, then the algorithm knows that this post is doing better than the last. Therefore, it'll push it up or hit yep. the explore page. So when you hear that, you're like, oh, okay, I know how to to not trick the system, but I know mm-hmm. what to do in order for myself to get seen. Right. If I don't want to get seen, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to grow. I'm not going to get uh, brand deals. I'm not. I'm just going to say stagnant or lose followers. So and it's a business, right? <laughs> so when these apps are 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 making us only grow by doing certain things in order for us to be seen, we've dro- we've basically dropped everything in our old lives to live this life. We have to to. Uh, um, do these things in order for us. And to if you're an up and coming creator, like it sucks because you have a side job, you have you don't have time to do it. Like right. I shouldn't. When I post a video, I have three million followers on Instagram. Three million people should see that fucking video. I'm Agreed. sorry. Maybe not in the first ten minutes. Yeah. Maybe not in the first hour. But I hell is I agree that 
within the first 24 hours, it should hit at least 75 to 80% of your followers. Exactly. And it doesn't, it hits like 20% max. I'm lucky if it hits 20%. I think my reach, if it doesn't hit the Explorer page, I have 2.1 million. My reach, if it doesn't hit the popular page is anywhere between four to 500,000 people. So literally 1.6 million people aren't seeing my video, but they do follow you. But who exactly my next point who have clicked follow yeah. to see my content. Yeah. So now what's the, what the fuck's the point of a follow button? Yeah. You might as well just, I might as well just have zero followers and just post my shit on the explore page. Yeah. Right. It's the same fucking it, shit. It's such a shame because to get my video seen, the things I have to, I should be able to post and go about my day. Make the next video, right? Exactly. Bro, but no, you got to... I got to post. I got to reply to comments. Refresh. I got to go live. I got to throw up an Instagram story saying I just posted a video. Go comment. I got to... I'm, I'm sitting there for two hours after I post a video, commenting right. back. I'm live. I'm replying to DMs, doing all this stuff, which is great. It's gravy. Like, I like to talk to my fans, mm-hmm. but I don't As want... Do I. I don't want to sit there for two hours after I post mm-hmm. doing that and right. then go make another video have to film it, have to edit it, have to come up with the ideas and repeat the cycle. Like I have shit that I have to do. Yeah. It's only you us. Know? Like we're working for like, I know yourself too. You know, you write, you write your skits, you direct your skits, you fucking film your skits probably too. Um, you, you cast, you, you, you edit, you do everything. Right. So how the fuck can I post every day when you guys want me to do that to grow? If I'm going to have to do all this other shit, to do it and, and keep in mind you can't just do it on instagram and we're not getting paid for our instagram yeah. skits so it's, it's like the same we, thing that goes back to vine yeah we can't hire people like i can't hire an assistant and pay them forty thousand dollars a year thirty thousand fifty thousand when 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 the return per video is zero and me just waiting for a brand deal to come by and brand deals aren't what they used to be anymore because yeah. everyone has a hundred two hundred thousand followers now and charges fucking fifty dollars a promo yeah yeah so it's well, really, it's so, really hard. So what's happening with Instagram, in my opinion, is they're trying to push this IGTV really, really hard. Yes. Um, which it's supposed to have ad breaks, just like YouTube. So mm-hmm. before you watch the video, there's going to be an ad, and then the right. creator will make money. Probably do the same model as YouTube. Fifty percent goes to Instagram. Fifty yep. percent goes to to the creator. Which is a good thing. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah, of course. Like so then it's guaranteed. To... Like okay, yeah. the more I post, the more money I make. Right? Guaranteed income. Mm-hmm. But what? So so what this takes away from though is brand deals. Correct. Because why is Coca-Cola going to spend $50,000 on me mm-hmm. and chance it, chance my video hitting the Explore page, chance yeah. my video seeing 3 million followers. I'll give you an example after this. Chance all of this when Instagram, they can give 50 Gs to Instagram and Instagram can guarantee mm-hmm. that this ad is going to play before this video on anyone's page I want. Kim Kardashian posts a video, bam, mm-hmm. Coca-Cola right there. Who are you going to choose? Ghostbusters? No, you're going to choose Kim Kardashian 100%. over Mark Donor 500 fucking percent of the time. Yep. So yep. so now how it so once this does roll out, brand mm-hmm. deals are going to be hard to come by. Because Instagram likely, you can't yeah. on Instagram you can't build the same type of audience you can build on YouTube. Right. YouTube sees your daily life, their vlog audience, they're there, they're invested, they like you for you. Instagram is a facade. Instagram is your highlight reel, your best highlights. You don't have a personal relationship with your Instagram followers like you do on YouTube. Very true. So it's like YouTube, you can still get brand deals because like if Logan wanted to sell fucking glasses, mm-hmm. he could sell millions of them because people love Logan and right. love his glasses. All I have to do is put a, put a Maverick logo, Maverick logo yeah. on it. <laughs> uh, but, but on Instagram, if Logan was like, yo guys, buy my 
glass mm-hmm. it's not going to be as the same right of course what were yeah. you going to say with your story no i was going to say like uh this whole algorithm thing i had a company that came to me and was paying me a certain price be- because of my views mm-hmm. they i think the average they calculated was like 1.5 million views post the ad reaches only like 400,000 oh, people shit. gets like 300k views companies pissed at me yeah i'm like what the- you guys approved the video yeah you guys approved the price you guys did everything. All I did was create the content and post it. This company was asking for their half their money back because it didn't reach the same amount of people. Right. And I'm like, guys, like here's all the analytics, right? If my post isn't reaching people, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, how am I supposed to change this? Like if it doesn't reach the amount of people that you guys thought it was going to reach, it's not, uh, it's not me. It's, it's the app that's not letting it, it reach these people. Yeah. And this is like when the algorithm shit first kind of started. Oh, it's where gone people, haywire. Yeah. And like now it, it, it's so fucked up. Like you just don't really know whether or not a video is going to do well or not. Like you can have an amazing, the other day Marlon Webb posted a fucking football video. I was dying of laughter. I think within the first hour it had like 150,000 views. I checked yesterday, like two or three days later, 300,000 views. Yeah. How? Yep. How? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't but make anyways, sense. off the topic of bitching about social media. Yes. What uh, what good opportunities is social media giving you? You shoot a lot of videos with uh, porn stars. <laughs> Have you smashed any of them? No. No, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately not. Um, no, I mean, it's got like social media has made me meet a lot of different people a lot of people who i've probably would have never met in my life uh, one of those like i can tell you straight up straight up king batch never thought i'd be his friend never thought mm-hmm. i'd hang out with him never thought he'd be as cool as he is he's so humble dude like like he's um, been on the top uh, like he's in movies now yeah it just surprises like, me at, like how humble the guy is yeah and, he's a great guy and i'm so thankful that I, I can say that i'm his friend you know uh yourself like i would have never you would have never met each other if it wasn't for social media there's so many people who i've met through social media and connected with um, who are my friends now. And, um, but like, as far as opportunities go, I, I'm still like writing TV shows. My, I think my, my ultimate goal, what I really want to get out of social media is I want to create or produce my own TV series either. I, I don't, I don't really care to be in front of the camera. I really don't. I like, I'm down with just creating and directing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's like my ultimate passion. I have like four or five different shows that I, I'm writing currently and the plan is to pitch them and we'll see where that goes. So I'm thankful that like social media would even get me in the door to pitch something right. to someone. Yeah. Like we sit and we're, we're complaining about shifts in algorithms and shifts in, but at the end of the day, like these, these platforms have given us an opportunity to live the life that we yeah, do live. 1000%. And we're just talking, we're just like. It's our job, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so we're just complaining about our, our, the things within our job. But right. Yeah. When you and I are super blessed to be here right now at this table talking and, you know, speaking in front of thousands or millions of people. And, you know, like it, it, it's crazy that like you have people who look up to you. I have people who look, to, look up to me and we've never met them before. And, you know, it, it really like makes me realize that like we're doing something good. You know, like mm-hmm. you're helping people. I'm helping people. You get messages, I'm sure, saying, hey, man, like, I was really upset yesterday and I watched one of your videos and it made me feel good. Yeah, I get those all the time. And I get them. So it's like, why am I going to stop doing this when I'm creating, like, you think PewDiePie is going to make me stop from fucking making little Joe happy? 
He's not little even, Joe. Yeah, little Joe. I'm gonna make that motherfucker happy <laughs> until, until, until fucking this, this thing's taken away from me. Yeah. So like you know we're super blessed to be in this position, and we have to have a re- lot of responsibility too because you know it, it it worries me at times myself because I like posting edgier content than you ever say. So I necessarily don't want to hurt people's feelings, mm-hmm. you know. But at the same time, I'm trying to be a comedian, trying to do what makes me funny. So. It's a responsibility now that you and I have, you know, to... It is a responsibility. And, and granted, yeah, we've we've been blessed with opportunity. We've been blessed with financial stability. We've been right. blessed with all those things. But at the same time, there is a lot of pressure. There's millions of people watching. Mm-hmm. You're a role model. Right. So to see that success, that quick success, he can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pressure there because you don't want to fail right. and you don't want to let those people down. You don't want to let those millions of people down to see you come up here and then fall. That's right. So that's where the pressure comes in. That's where the complaining about this certain things come in that we're yeah. talking about because those all lead to the downfall. And we've, and we've seen people. And we've seen it. You we've know? seen it. Like when Vine died, a lot of people that were on top of the world, mm-hmm. where are they? Right. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So an app does, as sad as it sounds, the app does control our life in a sense. It it does. It's it's scary. It's scary. Right. It's like fucking Black Mirror. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Because if Instagram shuts down tomorrow, Facebook shuts down, the internet shuts down, where do we go? Where do we go? Yeah. Um, So yeah, that pressure on the shoulders while, while it is great. It makes you realize you're in shit too. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, of course. These companies are billion dollar companies. Um, but yeah, guys, if you're if you're trying to be, I, this was actually a really, really good podcast. Like this was probably one of my favorite podcasts because yes. we talked a lot about uh, the industry and like personal struggles and growth and how we're dealing with those, and it felt like a good conversation to have. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, go give Peaks a follow on all of his social media platforms. Yeah. Shout out to him and his vape god. Give me some smoke. All right, let me blow try some. Give me an O. Oh wow! A big inhale. Oh oh. Oh, he's blowing O's, guys. Hit the like button for the O's. Hit that subscribe button. We'll see you guys next time here on Living Large. Yeah. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks also in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow through day concept. One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts, over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.